Alright, so again, if you have a question that comes to your mind, just jot it down on your paper so you don't forget about it. But I would like to hear from y'all. Um, is it pretty much free game? They can kind of ask. Yeah. Alright, so we would love to hear some questions. What do y'all think? Any questions for them on what they've talked about? They can be passive aggressive. <laughs> it's more interesting that way. <laughs> So, like y'all said, like it was kind of a hard journey to get where you are today. Not like super hard, but you know, tough. Like, what would you say is like? So her question, so that this gets it. Oh. Ooh, smart. Yes. Can you say it again? Sure. Um, so she asked, how can you and the girls here who are not yet married, not yet mothers, how can you uh, kind of be gearing your heart towards being more submissive, having a more, I guess, feminine uh, attitude? Is that mm. about what you're mm. Um, well, even though you're not married yet and you don't have kids yet, um, you do have an authority, and that's your dad. Right. I mean, I know some people don't have, you have a dad, I'm guessing. Um, so he, so he is your authority right now. And so you can practice um, submitting to him. You know, hopefully you're doing that already. Mm -hmm. And people always love, whenever you say submit to your authority, people love to say, well, what if your dad asks you to jump off a cliff? What if your dad tells you to do something absolutely horrible? Or what if your dad is abusive? What if your husband is abusive? What if your husband tells you to do something sinful? Those are the exceptions, the rule, and what I'm hoping is that you have a godly father who loves you, who wants the best for you, and so you can practice submitting to him now, and I'm sure, like, I remember with my dad, you know, he, again, was a godly and loving father. I didn't always want to submit to him. Sometimes his ideas for what was best for me was not what I thought was best for me, so, um, you know, that could look like when your dad says, you know, I don't really want you to go to that event because we're going to have, you know, a family time, you know, we're getting together with family that day instead of, you know, complaining about it and wanting to argue saying, okay, dad, that's fine. Um, or, you know, when it comes to choosing a college or choosing a career path, you know, listening to his advice um, and taking his advice seriously doesn't mean you have to do it as far as when you become an adult, but like yeah. respectfully, like listening to him, knowing that he's older than you mm -hmm. and wiser. This is something I did not do, like in the slightest bit um, before Mark and I got together. And Mark actually like drew my attention gently to the fact the way that I talked to my parents, like my parents were extremely gracious to me, but also like they were just really entrenched, terrible patterns of the way I talked to my parents. Just the little, like, very casual and, like, not wanting to honor their position. Not that they did everything per perfectly, but I did not I did not honor them in the way I talked to them, talked about them. Like, what showing gratefulness. Um, I think that's a good point that you made. Another thing was um, something that I didn't learn until uh, after I had Micah, which I wish I had learned earlier, and my sister did, um is like widening your scope for what it means to uh, be submissive. So I guess this isn't necessarily being submissive, but being a woman in general is like um, loving the people that God has put in your life. Uh, if you're in covenant with 
a person like my husband and my children, it's like they're going to be the first people that I'm supposed to be loving. But you have other people in your life and like using my abilities and creativity to figure out how to love them is something that I just had not really daydreamed about. We daydream about a lot of things like our career. Where do we want to go to college? Or like, what do I want to like do? Where do I want to live? Like what kind of like, um, like, where do I want to like travel to? But like daydreaming about like, even like your design style. Like I would love to like have like this type of home and like pursuing um, domesticity is not necessarily just like um, as basic as we think it is, like just putting a meal on the table, but <clears throat> learning how to do it with excellency, learning that food blesses people. So I did not know how to cook at all. And that was like a huge learning curve of like learning how to love people by making food. The first year of our marriage, I made zero meals. We had no kitchen, but like still, um, I made nothing. So like I start and then, and then we quickly afterwards had Micah. So I, my sister, actually, I wanted to mention her. She is a, a, a Piedmont ICU nurse. And when they first got married, uh, she was working full time, but then she quickly realized like there are skills that I need to develop that I would like to develop before we have children. So she's actually working part time now. They're trying to have children, but um, have to, had miscarriages. But she ha she and her husband decided it was worth the pay cut, and they would rather have self control in their spending, and her be have time to pursue things like uh, refinishing like a piece of furniture, learning how to host thirty people, which she did on a regular basis, cooking for them all thirty people, like those type of things. She wanted to learn how to love the church and her husband with her own hands instead of just flourish in her career. And she's brilliant, way smarter than me. She teaches Sunday school to our kids. Like she has decided to like creatively pursue that instead of people. I feel like I just had the mindset of like, how do I like pursue my career and like devoting my daydreaming to that. Can I ask why is any kind of domestic focus just again belittled today? Like some of what you're talking about. Why is that just like immediately seen as like what are you talking about? Like why should that be an interest at all? I don't know why. Like I honestly don't know why people are so against like the idea of you know a mom or a wife like making things from scratch or like seeing value in like how to like learning how to host 30 people is that being like a a better pursuit than a full-time job um but food in particular it really does bless people it brings people together and I mean you have to eat every day like everybody has to eat about three times every day and so don't you want again like your your future family like like Mark said most of you are probably going to get married probably going to have kids you know that's not like a mandate for every single person but like it's likely for you so like why wouldn't you want to learn how to bless the people that you love more than anyone else you know, with this task mm -hmm. that you're going to be doing mm -hmm. every single day, learn to do it with excellence. That doesn't mean that every meal that we put on the table is, you know, nope. totally from scratch or, nope. I mean, I occasionally still serve my family things that, you know, this did not turn out well. And I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not through dinner. Um, or there's cereal and there's ramen noodles in the pantry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a worthwhile pursuit and, you know, food is, 
food is not seen in the Bible as something that is without purpose or without, yeah. you know, any kind of merit. And we're going to be feasting in heaven in for eternity. Lord. So food matters. And it's a big mm-hmm. part of your life if you're mm-hmm. a mom and a wife. Okay, guys, other questions? Don't, don't be shy. I'm sure you're thinking of some stuff. This is like not a very good question, but I'll say it anyway. I'm sure it's great. Um, so she said she has a career in mind. She wants to be a lawyer, and she's wondering if that can be reconciled with being a mother because she also wants to be a mother and how she could reconcile those things. This is the easy question. Yeah. We're going to figure it all out for you. We're going to lay out your whole life plan. No. Um, I mean, I think, with, like I said, with any career and being a mother, I really do think when the rubber meets the road, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. I don't think that that means that you are not called to be a lawyer. I don't think that means that that can't be something that you can uh, pursue. I think if you're, you know, drawn to it, it's probably because you have talents, God-given talents um, in that area. So, I mean, I think, I think if children really are something that you want, you know, if you... If you want to get married, then children are, you know, not every married couple is promised that you will have children, but I think um, desiring children is something that Christians should do, you know, married Christians should desire and pursue children. Um, I think you, you are probably going to have to make a decision at some point, you know, if it's between you know, you and your future husband, you know, who's going to stay home with the kids. Um, I genuinely think you'll probably be happier and um, your life will be simpler if that person is you, even if your husband doesn't have as uh, high a paying job as you do. But um, we have a friend who, uh, she is a former pediatrician. So she went to medical school for, you know, years and years and practiced... And she, um, and also like, she did not do it for like many reasons. Like she worked at MedLink. I don't know if you guys have heard of MedLink, but it's for lower income. Like she literally is, was a pediatrician for lower income patients. Like she wanted to be a doctor to make a difference in the world for lower income people. That's, yes, she's still volunteers, she still volunteers, but keep going. Yeah. So she, you know, pursued that career. Um, and again, knowing that she wanted children. So her kids, um, I think they were four and two when she eventually decided to uh, quit her job and to stay home. And she still stays home with them now. Um, She still uses her skills Mm -hmm. as a pediatrician every single day. Like that comes in handy when you are a mother of multiple children. She has a daughter who has um, neutropenia. Yeah, I guess it's a autoimmune disorder. Yeah. And so that really, you know, comes in handy, those skills. And so what you learn you know, in training to be a lawyer, that's not all lost. Even if you do end up quitting your job and becoming a stay-at-home mom. It's for not, a time, yeah. Yeah, for a time. And again, it's not to say that you can't go back to work when your kids are older, you know, when they're in school or when they're, you know, grown up. So, yeah, I think the two can be reconciled. I think that's something that you're going to have to prayerfully consider, you know, when yeah. it, when it gets to that time and exactly how that's going to work out. And, you know, I'm sure something that you'll have to submit to your husband in, um, and you're probably going to have, you know, people telling you that's crazy, you know, especially if you were making more money than your husband, people are going to think you're insane for quitting your job. Um, 
but yeah. Ha- yeah, but having the mindset like that, what you're giving up is nothing in comparison to like being home and um, just what you get by being home. I feel like every night, um, every night is not always super easy, but it's like I'm hosting like a little mini party. Like I'm the one putting stuff on the table for our family, training them on what it means to celebrate another day given by the Lord. Like that's a lot different than like the days that I choose to run through Chick-fil-A and we're like slapping it on the table. It's like mom is hosting us. Mom is loving us. Mom is showing us what it means to like praise God for giving us another day that we can talk about together. I don't know. That's completely two different worlds than. And I think you should be encouraged too that you're already thinking about this now. I think that that the idea that you know motherhood and a career can't always perfectly coexist is something that women don't even think about until they're like slapped in the face with it and they're like, "I'm drowning and I don't know what to do." So, I think that's definitely something you should be praying about. Um, but it's. It's encouraging to me, and I think it should be encouraging to you that it's something that's already on your radar. Other questions, guys? I know the guys are loving this, right? They're, like, yeah. really, really into this. She's got one. Okay. So I would say, like, for the, I guess, like, topic of submission, like, if you and your husband have a disagreement, at what point do you yield to his decision? Yeah, so she asked um, when you're submitting to your husband, because it is a discussion, uh, it's not just him ruling over you, how do you know when to yield, like when to, I don't want to say give up, but you know, when to cede to his authority, um, and particularly for something like homeschooling where like I'm making most of the decisions because I'm the one who's actually at home with the kids doing that. Okay. I feel like it's going to be a different dynamic for every marriage because some guys are going to be more chill, especially since they're trained by society to like relent, to make her happy. So you don't like make her mad and have to deal with her for 24 hours being angry. So like, you'll have to like, I feel like that's something to really take into account too, depending on who you marry. If, if you know that your spouse is going to give in to you, like, uh, like really thinking through uh, the way you're responding to him and him also um, not being afraid to like continuing to put his foot down when y'all are having a discussion. Uh, that's not an answer, but um, I'm started. I started to now you can finish it. <laughs> um, I mean, it depends on what, you know, the conflict is that you're having. Um, I think I mean, for most conflicts, I think this would apply. You, my husband and I love to say, like, when we argue, we're arguing to agree. So it's not just like, I want this, I want that. Who's going to win? Yeah, who's going to, Who's going to beat the other one up? Duke it out. It's, we're trying to find common ground. We're trying to find a solution that makes us both happy and we both feel like we're doing the right thing. <clears throat> and nine times out of ten, that works. Like, it honestly is not a like super frequent occurrence where my husband has to say like, no, we're doing this, you know, when I still disagree and I have to submit to him like that is rare. And I think in a healthy marriage, it typically is rare. Um, But, you know, like we said, when two people do disagree on something, one person is going to have to um, yield to the other. And uh, 
like I've heard, you know, of different situations, like if, you know, a wife has the, um, the conviction that uh, she wants to homeschool, she wants to homeschool their kids, and the husband is not there yet. And he says, you know, no, I think we should send our kids to this school instead. Well, the choice of where to send your kids to school, there definitely is a lot of wisdom into making that, that goes into making that decision, but it's not necessarily sinful to send your kids to school one place as opposed to the other. So in that situation, I would say, if you know, you really, like, you've presented your case to your husband, you say, like, these are the reasons that I want to do this, this is why I think, you know, th- this is a biblically sound thing to do, and I really want to do it, you know, here's how I'm going to do it well, and he still says, I really don't think that's the best option for our family right now, then she should submit to him and pray that if it's the Lord's will that he, that the Holy Spirit would change the husband's heart. And I've heard of that happening, I mean, with many different issues, you know, that the husband's uh, mind is changed, not by the wife wearing him down, Mm. but by the Holy Spirit working on his heart. So, yeah, if you have a godly husband, I think those situations are not going to be as frequent as you might think they are. Um, and when it comes to things that, you know, that's like a big decision, like where to, or like how to educate your kids. That's huge. There are other like small things that, you know, you're going to have to, you know, decide to do in just like day-to-day life. Like last night, there was something that my husband um, had asked me to do. He said, hey, can you do this thing uh, before we go to bed? And I was like, I'm really tired. Like I, I'd already like laid down and uh I'm really tired I just want to go to bed and like my back hurts and um (laughs) you know pulling the I'm pregnant card so I'm pregnant I'm really tired your child um (laughs) (laughs) which works a lot of the time but you know he he asked me to do this thing it was not a big deal I didn't feel like doing it um I said no at first and he was like okay well you know just try to do it tomorrow And then maybe like 30 more seconds went by. I started thinking like, this is really like, it's going to make him feel better if I go ahead and get it done. Uh, It's really not a big deal. It's not going to take that long for me to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And so I got up and did it. And he was like, wow, thank you so much for doing that. And so that was like an easy way to bless him. Um, And like, did I really have to give up a whole lot? No. Was I like being oppressed in that moment, no. But it was a way to submit to him that he mm. really appreciated. The homeschool thing was was real for Mark and I. I years, right? yes. So like we we agreed even on a lot of things going into marriage, like that we weren't going to live off of two salaries because we knew that we wanted me to stay home. Like we were on page for like a lot of things regarding children. But as far as schooling went, as times have changed, like schools have gone crazy and so it was like okay we definitely are doing private or homeschool and then I was like all of my friends like all of my friends homeschool um at this point when I was starting uh Micah uh that was just the thing like my closest friends I knew were going to be homeschooling and like that sounds great like let, let's do homeschooling together and Mark's like but Westminster I'm at Westminster, like, what about Westminster? Like, private school is great. And I'm like, but homeschool. Like, I don't have any friends that do Westminster. I'm not familiar with Westminster. You've been there for 20 years. I don't know anybody here. (laughs) Like, I, this doesn't, 
like I don't I don't really know about that. I also don't didn't want to give up control. Like I don't Alicia's great, but like I didn't know her at that point. So I'm just like who I'm just giving my child like yeah, like I I mean they're Christian, but like I don't even know them. Like why am I gonna just give my child up to somebody to let them be the predominant voice in their life? And Mark's like, Okay, but like maybe we should just give it a shot and it just like went back and forth for like a really long time. Um, and it, at the end of the day, we, I was like, okay, well, he didn't want to change his mind. So I was like, we'll, we'll try it. And like, I think I was like, I'm sure part of me was like, we'll see how this goes. Like our kids will just be ruined and like, it'll be your fault because like, because they like, are. It's such a this was your decision. And like, now we have this person teaching our kid and it's your fault. But it's been great. So, and I've actually, it's been good for me to have the opportunity since Mark's the lead pastor of our church to pursue other things because she's full-time homeschooling. So that's a huge time commitment that I don't have. So I was able to develop skills like like hosting, uh, making food for a, a large number of people, little things that I was not going to have time for loving our church that I do and did now because of Westminster and also learning to like let go. Like at some point you do have to let go of your kids. I'm on the other end of the spectrum than probably a lot of y'all are. Like I did not want to let go of my kids. So learning how to allow for other influences in their life, like this is the most healthy environment that there could be. Yeah. I think just in those situations when that does happen, when you can't agree, you know, submitting to your husband and praying that either his heart will change or that your heart will change and that you'll be in agreement with him. Good stuff, guys. Another question. What, we got like what? How much time we got? Nine minutes. We got nine minutes. That's plenty of time for at least one more question. Yeah. So we were talking about in Bible a couple of days ago how like one of... Is it wrong to not have kids if you're married? As a Christian, right? As a Christian. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah cause not, not, are you a Christian? No, I'm just saying like, you know, from a, a world, a Christian a worldly worldview. standard versus Christian standard is different, but yeah. Um, yeah, so easy. So the thing about having kids or choosing whether or not to have kids, it's a decision and people hate when you say this, it's a decision that is not ultimately up to you. So if you are in a, you know, a heterosexual relationship, we all know how babies are made. And so in order, now, again, not every single couple is guaranteed to have biological children. You know, some people are infertile for no reason that, you know, we can ever understand. Some people don't ever have their own children um, apart from adoption or whatever. But the normative, natural process of having children is something that if you're not going to have kids, if you have decided, I do not want kids and I'm not going to have them, you have to interfere with a natural biological process. So you have to, you know, any kind of birth control methods or whatever, that is something that, you know, you are interfering with a biological process that God has designed. So it's not like, you know, choosing option A over option B 
like it like it's just easy like choosing to eat at you know chick-fil-a versus mcdonald's you have to prevent having children if you have decided that you don't want them and um some of the methods like some birth control um instead of just preventing ovulation so the releasing of the egg in the woman um some birth control actually uh makes if an egg does get fertilized it prevents implantation so after uh the sperm and the egg have met new genetic material is created a new life a new human being is created that birth control will actually cause that embryo to uh to not get the nourishment it needs to detach and to you know be expelled i'm sorry dudes if you're like what is this woman saying right now um <laughs> but so what I'm saying is God opens and closes the womb. And so for you to say, I, or for anyone to say, I want my womb to be closed. Like I'm in a marriage, but I want my womb to be closed. You're going to have to interfere with the natural biological processes. And also, not just from that standpoint, but also the Bible only talks about children as a blessing. Children are only talked about as a good thing. Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. And so to say, God, I know that, you know, I'm married. We have this, you know, this stable home. And I know that you say that this thing is good and it's only ever a blessing, but I don't want it. I think there, there's just some things you need to think through if, if that's the way you feel um, about children. And that's not to say we are not of the, you know, Duggar. Uh, Have as many kids as possible. Yeah, I'm not saying you can never, ever prevent having children for a season in an ethical way that does not involve, you know, implanted embryos being aborted. Um, but to say I don't want any children in general, I think that does go against scripture if you are a believer in a in a marriage. And just, I, I, just, I said this last class, but I struggle with this very issue myself. Like I was hesitant about having children because of, for me it was very different reasons. But I, I, when Kelly and I, we first started dating, remember that was the deal breaker. We're at Chick-fil-A Beachwood. And I'm like, so kids. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's yes or we're breaking up right now. I think to be funny. I was way more hesitant about having children just for, for other reasons. But like, uh, I will say that when we got, okay, wait, I got, I got to tell you this. This is just, I'm standing up. So, so before, before we run out of time here, we got three minutes. When when we found out we were pregnant with our first child, what was my reaction? Kelly? He put his hand. We I'll tell you I'll tell you everywhere where we are. Barbarito's Watkinsville, and he was like, <laughs> "Some restaurant." <laughs> she took a picture of me. I looked like I just found out I had like a disease. And I was like <laughs> recording him on video. I was like, "It's so great! It's so exciting!" And he's like, "Exciting is not the word I would use right now." I like, felt like a heavy burden on me all night. I was like, "We got a baby." It's like I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, it was freaking me out. And then I will just say, once we once we had our kids, I fell in love with them. I know this is so stereotypical, but like it, it is so different when you are actually holding your own child, and like it is so much more. It's just so much different than I thought. It, it's it's so it's just it's a wonderful thing. I think I, I surrounding my uh with 
the career thing, I think we've just like also drunk in the culture of like how to change the world. Like it's just our ideas are like that everyone should have a career and we should be using that to change the world. And that it's like impossible if you're at home taking care of children to like make any real dent on society or the poor or anything like that. Like you're not really doing anything if you choose that path, which is just an utter lie um, that that's true. Yeah. And if you, if your hang up is, I don't really like kids, you don't have to like all kids. You don't have to love all kids. You're going to have your kid. Yeah. I have a friend who just had a baby. She had an IUD, like an implanted birth control device and got pregnant on it. She's married, but she never wanted kids and got pregnant on the IUD, which can happen. And she kept saying, I just, I never wanted kids. I don't like kids. I don't like babies. I was like, you're not having a baby. You are having your baby. And when you have your baby, that connection, even if it doesn't happen right away, because for some women it doesn't happen like in the delivery room. But I mean, now she loves her child. She is an amazing mother to her child and she loves her. That doesn't mean she has to want to babysit everyone's baby all the time, but she loves her baby and she's a, a wonderful mother to her baby. So I wouldn't let that stop you either. You will love your child when you have them. All right, guys, can we thank uh, Kelly and Eric for coming in?